Hi, welcome to Reverse Sequels. This is Patrick, and with me, as always, is... Ellie! And on today's podcast, we're talking about Big Mama's House 2. Big Mama's House 2 tells the story of Martin Lawrence, who's an FBI agent who's taking a desk job so he could be there for his pregnant wife and family. But his previous partner has been murdered, and he decides to go back undercover and foil the plot. Just when he thinks he's out, they pull him back in. So, first of all, I gotta say, I really liked this movie. I did, too. I didn't think I was gonna like it at all. I had a good time. It was a funny movie. You were cracking up. (laughs) I was laughing, too. There's just something, I don't know why, inherently funny about a man dressing up as an elderly, large woman and then doing regular <laughs> FBI agent stuff. It's I just mean, funny. It's a key in British comedy is having men dress as women. It's like a staple somehow. We have Mrs. Doubtfire, which this kind of parallels. A little bit. I almost think in a better way. I like the <laughs> FBI storyline more so. It's like Mrs. Doubtfire kicking ass. Yeah, you're going to be undercover. Nobody's going to suspect an elderly, obese woman. Yeah, I mean, it really helps Martin Lawrence get out of a lot of jams when he can threaten to like pull out his old titties at any second. People are just like, no, <laughs> no, go, no. go ahead. Go ahead, ma'am. Go through, yeah. Um, it's really an ingenious tactic. I think the FBI should be doing this more in real life. I was wondering if we were laughing originally because it was just weird, but I think it was actually funny. There was a point. So when it starts off, I'm like, oh, this might be so bad it's funny. Because it's not, it's got, you know, like a 6% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I think it's a bad movie. But then at some point, it got me. And I was like, I'm actually enjoying this. I'm in. I had fun watching it. I'm looking forward to watching the first one. I kind of am, too. (laughs) I want to know the whole origin story of Big Mama. But I don't know. We'll get into that. So let's kind of, I think, talk about. So basically what happens is he has to go undercover as a nanny to get to the dad in the family who is... The head of some kind of corporation, computer corporation, yeah, software it, corporation. It, yeah, he's like an ex-military guy that's involved in this software company that has a virus, they call a worm, that is basically going to hack into every government database in the world. And make it vulnerable to North Korea or the Russians or any terrorist group. Who knows? He's going to sell it. So Martin Lawrence's previous partner was undercover and he gets killed. So Martin Lawrence now has to go in and he poses as the nanny in this family. But before he can go in, he's officially off the case. His wife is expecting, he's put in for a desk job. Also, he's too close to the case. So he goes rogue on this. Yeah, it's actually really surprising. Like he goes rogue from everybody. His boss tells him specifically not to do it. His boss, by the way, is played by the dad from Wonder Years. Who... It's hard to separate him as the dad from Wonder Years, but also is a great G.I. man. I mean, yeah, he definitely seems like an FBI agent. A hundred percent. But also still Kevin's dad. Yeah. I've never seen him in any other role, so it's so weird. I know, and it's weird for me because in the Wonder Years, it's the 1950s, but now this movie takes place now. So I'm like, how is he still alive and looking so young? (laughs) 
<laughs> Even you didn't really live through the Wonder I years. know, but in my mind, the timelines are no, skewed. I totally get it. So the FBI already has a plan to send somebody undercover, but Martin Lawrence just decides, no, it's got to be me. I'm the best man for the job, so I'm going to... Infiltrate. And it, he like thwarts his own FBI, and so they're going to put in this agent as a nanny, and he shows up dressed up as an old woman, as Big Mama, to the interview, and then sabotages each of these three interview candidates. Yes, and so let's talk about each of the candidates. So there's three women. It's an exclusive interview for this high-profile family. The wife of the family is very type A personality. Yes. And all the candidates come very well vetted. So the first one, Big Mama busts in and dismisses because she's too sexy. Yeah, she's she's too attractive. She's wearing a low-cut top and Big Mama's kind of like, she must be a nudist because she's got no tan lines, so she must be laying around naked all the time. And do you want your husband around that? So immediately the wife says no. The second one is a little more crunchy. Um, Granola. Yeah. She went to the Peace Corps, and Big Mama says, oh, you chasing that dragon. Yeah, so this part for me is real weird. Because she points out, oh, she was in the Peace Corps, so she must be like on opium, as if that's a common connection that anybody would make. Oh, if you're in the Peace Corps, you pick up a drug habit. But then she's like, look at the burn mark on her fingers. And she really did have a burn mark. I know. So she really Was she really on drugs? I think she identified this person as a drug addict. But then... I didn't know if it was really for opium or just weed. I don't know. Yeah, but whatever happens, the woman just goes, I should leave. And yeah. like runs out. So I think I think <laughs> this kind of showcases that Martin Lawrence really is a good FBI agent. And that is going to play out, I think, throughout the whole movie. He's good at his job. Which I like. It's refreshing in like a quote unquote bad comedy. Yeah. That in this movie, I think the reason I liked it is that we see things like in other... I'm comparing it in my mind to worse movies because it's kind of similar to Cody Banks, kind of similar to Baby Geniuses. Kind of similar to Ride Along. Yeah, and then it's kind of similar to Paul Blart, but he's good at his job, which I like seeing. Yes. Even though he is... Even though it's ridiculous that he's dressed up in an old woman's fat suit. Fat suit. He's good at his job, and I like it, so I was in. Once I got past the initial shock, I was like, I kind of like this movie. I really like that he's good at his job, and there are a few ways that we see how he's good at his job. But I also like that Martin Lawrence is in, he's the character. He doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like, this is too ridiculous for me. No, yeah. So I buy into it, too, as an audience member. Exactly. Like, the movie goes with it. Um, So anyway, so then the third candidate is the actual FBI agent... And he knows it, so he calls her out. So on her resume, it says that she's majored in child psychology. So he's like, oh, who, you know, which school of psychology do you go with, this person or this person? And, like, busts her for not knowing what she's talking about. Yeah, because he gave fake names. One's his butcher (laughs) or something. And then on top of everything, he's like, oh, and you're carrying a gun. Yeah, he straight pulls out her gun. So then the mom dismisses her, has no choice but to hire Big Mama. Immediately, Big Mama's in the house, introduced one by one to all of the family members. Starting with Pancho the dog. (laughs) Pancho's a chihuahua. Apparently, his chihuahua girlfriend got... What would you say? Somehow got killed in a wood chipper. What would you say for that, Fell in a wood chipper? Was murdered? Was not murdered. Wood chippered. I'm trying to think. Wood chippered to death? Was diced up? Was... 
chipped. <laughs> I like that one. She got chipped. She got chipped hard. So now this dog Pancho is like in his dog bed watching daytime soaps and he's, depressed. He's a depressed chihuahua. But it's weird because it's not like he lost the love of his life because she ran away, which would make more sense for a dog. She died in a tragic accident that he witnessed. Get him a new dog companion. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so we'll get to that as each character kind of has problems and Big Mama kind of helps them all out. So yeah. Poncho's one of them. First of all, I like that Big Mama thought it was a rat and said, do you want me to kill it with a hammer? <laughs> yeah. Like that. Um, then we meet the first kid. So the youngest is a boy named Andrew. Right. He's three years old. He's nonverbal. And he loves taking flying leaps off of furniture and just landing on his face. Just lands straight on his face. I had a lot of questions about how they filmed that. Me too. It looks like a kid <laughs> falling straight on his face. That's funny that you say that. I thought that too. And it goes along with the mom being so intertwined in the kids' lives. She has like a chore chart Big Mama's supposed to follow because she wants her kids to have every opportunity to become the best and maybe go to Harvard. I like that joke where she's like, yeah, I want him to have the every opportunity. You know, if he wants to go to Harvard, I want him set up for that. And Big Mama's like, he's jumping off cabinets and eating Brillo pads. There's like, he's no not going way. to Harvard. Yeah. But yeah, I did think they did a good job of, I mean, the mom is a cliche, but I think they did a good job of this kind of parent who is like overstructuring their kid and is like, you got to be, he has a tutor when he's three years old. Right. But then also not giving a shit like not actually being there for the kid but she was also somehow likable yes i agree i didn't I think she was one of those like you could play that role where she's just angry or too sharp she was very like if he wants to i want to set him up in a good way she was open to things they yeah they did make it so that she has the best of intentions yes but is doing it wrong. Yeah, and I thought that that was well played because that's not always easy to play. They could have set her up as just a shrew. Right, yeah, no, for sure. I did think they did a good job with that. Then we meet the middle child, Carrie. Played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Right, who's just as adorable then as we've known her in Kick-Ass and so on. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of great child actors for this. I know, and she is trying to learn a dance routine. She's trying to be a cheerleader for a big competition. So that one day her daddy will spend time and come and see her. Yeah. So we get this role that she's the neglected child mm-hmm. and her parents are overworked. Then we meet the oldest daughter and it's Kat Dennings. Who plays as, Molly. Has plays Molly. And she's kind of what I think of as the typical Kat Dennings role. She's the broody, angsty teenager who's rebelling. Like from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, she's the exact same character from 40-Year-Old Virgin. But it's so funny, because in this movie, she's 15. In 40-Year-Old Virgin, I think she's like... Maybe 17 17, and it makes sense chronologically. <laughs> yeah. I think somehow she got adopted yeah. into 40-Year-Old Virgin. But she's got like an older boyfriend, and she's lying, and she's, you just know... Just dark. She's just a teenager. Yeah. But, I don't, okay, I want to stop you here for one brief question. Okay. She has her older boyfriend, Chad, that mm-hmm. we find hiding in the bushes. He's 19. He's supposed to be a bad boy. And Big Mama says, he's no good for you. Get him out of your life. And if you're ever in trouble, call me, which sets something mm-hmm. up for later. Yeah. But later, she says this kind of throwaway line, but it's been driving me crazy. Oh, okay. She said, Chad lied to me about everything. He's not a badass. He's in math camp. And he lied about his age. Yeah, it's a fake ID. He's not really 19. Okay. 
Is he older or younger? <laughs> I was like, is he 23 or well, is he 16? Well, why would you need a fake ID that makes you younger? I- <laughs> <laughs> He's a 23-year-old man with a 19-year-old's ID. Or, I mean, that's a good point. But I was like, yeah, so he could date younger girls no. and not go to jail? I think it's I- that's too dark. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so my mind, when she said that, I was like... Isn't it a good thing that he's not older, but I guess you wanted an older bad boy? Yeah, no, I think it is a good thing. So I think, like... But she said he lied about his age, but yeah. then I was like, well, so how old is he? And she never says. <laughs> it drove me crazy. I, that didn't bother me so much. Okay, so we get through all the family members. The wife is like, follow your chore chart, big mama. But we all know that Martin Lawrence has bigger motivation. He's here to bust up this crazy hacking ring, save the United States, and get revenge for the death of his partner. Yeah. So he doesn't do anything as a nanny. No, he's a terrible nanny. But see, what I like early on is usually when we're watching the second movie, we're thinking of our predictions for the first movie. In this one, we were predicting this movie. Like, we're thinking what's going to happen later in the movie. And, and I, you were so spot on with I, all of them. I apologize for that because <laughs> I do my best not to talk during movies. It's one of the hardest things to do because sometimes in a movie like this, you you can just see it or you yes. want to comment, but I try to save it all for this sweet, sweet podcast. <laughs> no, but it was actually good because as soon as you saw... You were introduced to all the kids, and then you saw, oh, he's got all these chores now that he doesn't want to do. You were basically like, this is going to be a learning experience for him where he is going to learn how to be a dad because his wife is pregnant. He's about to be like a new father. He has a stepson, but like this is going to be his first child. Right. And like when he had the Dr. Spock book, it's like everybody's going to get something out of this experience. Yeah. So that's what I like. So he solves problems for each member of the family including the dad right and then they also help him become a better father maybe a better husband it was like uh really well done i I thought so too (laughs) everything was tied up neatly so let's take a minute and go to his life because we see him and his wife played by nia long she's super pregnant like eight and a half months pregnant yes he has a stepson trent he tells her He's been working as like a safety... He's doing PR for the FBI. PR for the FBI. So he's going to schools dressing up like Safety Eagle. Yes. Teaching safety. And so he tells Neil Long, instead of saying I'm going undercover because that could be dangerous, he says he's going to a conference, a safety conference in Arizona, going to be attended by Smokey the Bear and Gruff the Crime (laughs) Dog and him as the Eagle. All the heavy hitters. Yeah. And so she's really proud of him. And so he's packing a bag and he packs the big mama suit that was hiding under the bed. Right. Little did he know, he left the box poking out. And one day while cleaning, Nia Long sees the box, takes a look inside, and all that remains is an enormous, (laughs) enormous woman's thong. Yeah. So, yeah, her whole kind of side plot is that she's getting all this evidence that he might be cheating on her. But he does, she does tell her friend, like, there's no way he would cheat on me. I fully trust him. And the friend's like, but how do you explain this giant thong? And then there's a few other things. Um, she knows that he's lying about the conference in Arizona. He calls to check in one day, and one of the kids, Carrie, runs off, and he calls her name. Yeah. So now she has all these clues, (laughs) so her suspicions are running wild. So she actually goes to his job 
and tries to shake down one of his coworkers. Yeah, like, and where does. Is he? He's like, where is he? I know that you have a tracking device in his phone. Finds out that he's not in Arizona, but in... Orange County, California. Shout out. Best place to be from. <laughs> That's one thing I will say I really liked about this movie. So I'm from Orange County, and anytime Orange County is in a movie, usually... It's just lumped in with L.A. or it's never differentiated. And this one I love that it's so distinct. He is from L.A. and works for the L.A. FBI. This case is in Orange County and is being handled by the Orange County FBI. Just a little realism that I appreciated. I Big Mama's house, too, keeps it real. What can <laughs> it, really, I say? it really did. Very specific. Very good with details. One thing I wanted to mention about the thong real quick is that the um, Neil Long says, like, what, wouldn't a woman be so uncomfortable wearing this? And I actually had the same question. I'm like, why would Big Mama be wearing these thongs? <laughs> you had a really good theory that Martin Lawrence buying his Big Mama costume just doesn't know what kind of underwear women wear. Right. So I thought that was funny that he would just think, oh, uh, women wear thongs. I'm going to wear a thong. He didn't realize that an older lady would probably not be wearing a thong. So he spends the whole movie like picking it out of his butt. But then I love that towards the end, there's a part where he's like fighting bad guys and he's standing up on these two crates with his legs open and this bad guy walks under him, looks up. Up his skirt. Up his skirt. Gets distracted, and then Big Mama hits him in the face with a two-by-four, and is like, I knew that thong would come in handy. I loved that. It was part of the plot. It tied in. That's kind of what hooked me about this movie, because usually a detail like that could be a throwaway in a bad movie. And they brought it around. Everything paid off in this movie. I know. Um, I really appreciated that. I liked it, too. I like that she goes to try to find him, to bust him. To say, like, are you cheating on me? What are you doing? Finds him at a mall. And what's happening at the mall is basically the guy that he's tailing, Tom Fuller, is meeting up with this surfer dude hacker. Yes. So he meets him in, like, a billabong or yeah, some kind of store. This guy's a surfer dude. And he's like, meet me in the surf shop. So it's weird because if Fuller is running this huge corporation, why does he need this hacker? It's, the plot is a little convoluted. And I want to maybe get to that later. But... He seems to just be the middleman. Okay. Like, he, I don't know. He's kind of like the the dad in... Was Cody it, Banks. Cody Banks, yeah. Yes, he's not really a bad guy. He's just kind of going along with a bad plot. He has no choice. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little It's a little weird. ambiguous. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Yes. Um, but so, I have a big question about the wife storyline. Or I don't know if it's a question. Maybe it's just a statement. I don't like it. I don't, I don't. I think that is a statement. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> because can you forgive him for lying to his wife? Even He's not cheating, but he did lie. Why couldn't he just say to her, look, I have to go undercover. My partner was killed. I know it's dangerous. I know maybe you don't like it. You liked that I took the desk job, but I have to do this. I have to go undercover. I agree that would make for a healthier relationship. But then we wouldn't have the impetus for Big Mama's House too. <laughs> All right, then we don't have the movie, that's for sure. But and maybe as part of our predictions, maybe Big Mama was in a box under the bed for a reason. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, let's save that. We'll for save the that predictions because we yeah we may have some differences there. I didn't like that he lied to her, and she's just okay with that. I mean, she takes him back at the end. I feel like that's a betrayal. I think I could see it, but. Even though it's not cheating, it's lying. But there's something maybe about this job or 
that she knew getting into it. Mm. Maybe you accept if you marry an FBI man, there might be some things. Some weird things. That you just, like, you can't know. All right. Okay. I I, like that. He also alludes to, you know, he's dressing up as an eagle. His stepson's like, why do you do this? And he, as he's pulling up in the very beginning of the movie, he says, for her. So you know that he's, like, dumbstruck with love. So there's got to be a reason. He's willing to give up his Porsche for a playroom and a minivan. His whole life is turning upside down. And I think he's doing it out of love. Okay. All right. Uh, I know. I know. That's right. But I, okay. I think maybe the FBI angle changes it. Yeah. Do you have anything else with the wife's storyline before we kind of get into, like, the p- plot? The plot plot? Like, the FBI plot. No. No, not yet. I think where we were, yeah, I think I like where we had it. Well, we were talking about that hacker. Yeah. So, all right. So, there's the worm that we talked about. But basically, Fuller is running this software company but they're getting the worm from this hacker named named bishop Bishop. and the fbi is even familiar with it they're like "Mm, yes bishop could be one of the few who could pull this off so they're buying it from him but then they're selling it to who knows i mean they keep saying oh it could be anybody it could be north korea yeah it ends up being an american guy he's asian but i mean he just has an american accent so who is that guy I I don't know. (laughs) He's a nefarious fellow. So all Fuller is really doing is the middleman. But then it turns out he's not even really the bad guy. Like, he didn't even really want to go along with this plot. Yeah. So why did he? Well, at the end, they say that he had no choice. Which I was hoping they would do something like that. Because as we get to know the family and the characters, you don't want their whole lives to fall apart with the dad being you know, dragged away to jail and being a terrible person. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking that too, because at first he really seems like the bad guy. And then you get to know the family and yeah, you're like, man, this is going to suck for poor, you know, Carrie. Like he's never going to come to cheerleading. Right. He's going to be in prison. And then, yeah, I don't know. They give it, they do a nice job of humanizing him as well. Big Mama takes everybody to bingo. And he goes along. Yeah. Because she's trying to get out his password by getting to know him better. Yeah. But at bingo, he really seems like a nice guy. I will say also the dad is played by um, the actor who was Duck in Mad Men. I mean, watch man but i loved duck so like i was immediately he's a likable character yeah i liked him and then we find out like you know his dad was a workaholic and he feels really bad that he's not always there for his kids because he's like he's good I always, at what he does yeah he's like i always promised myself i wouldn't be like that but my job is easier than being a father and i'm so good at my job and i think that was really relatable for martin lawrence who's expecting sure. yeah exactly so they had that nice little moment so, yeah, then we find out that, okay, he's not really a bad guy. They actually end up kidnapping his daughter. Yes. So with the, Big Mama. The bad guys kidnap Molly and Big Mama as a way to, like, hold it against him. Yeah, to make sure that he goes through with the sale. So the real bad guy is, one, the security guard at the building. Yeah. He's the guy who actually killed Martin Lawrence's partner in the opening. But he he does call Fuller right after and tell him, like, I did it. I killed at the guy. At first, I thought he was just kind of like the muscle. That's what it seemed like. But then, at the end, he's the one that kidnapped the daughter. So there's this other guy who maybe he's kind of behind it all. I mean... It's kind of convoluted. With a big plot like this, you're, <laughs> you're going to have like a hierarchy of villains. Yeah. But that ending... So what I do really like is 
we find out that, okay, he's not really the bad guy. And we're like, all right, that's good. But one thing I really like is that Big Mama escapes from the kidnapping. Yes. Then shows up at the sale of the worm on a jet ski comes like riding straight towards them and one of the guys looks and says to Fuller, is that your nanny? <laughs> I really like that. I like that he has to save the day in the Big Mama outfit. Can we talk about Big Mama as a nanny? Because there are a few things that I think Martin Lawrence is the FBI agent, but now he has this dual role as Big Mama. So he comes in initially, he's doing a terrible job. Yeah. The FBI want to get this nanny to work with them. Yeah, they try to flip him thinking he's a real woman. But then they find out he's an FBI agent, and now they say, if you don't do this right, because you've gone rogue, you're going to go to jail. Yeah, so now he can't blow his cover, he can't lose his job, and they try to fire him because, among other things, he was supposed to do the laundry and he threw it all in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again... Even if you're lazy, that's extreme. I also thought that was kind of great because that could have been a throwaway, like in a bad movie. But then the the wife is like, I just found all our laundry in the garbage. What are you doing? And she calls him out on it. Yeah, I did like that. So then he has his like stepping up as a nanny montage. No, I mean, this is a thing right away. You were like, I bet he's going to do all the chores in a montage. And it happened right away. That was one of the things I was saying you were predicting. Love a good montage. It was a great montage. Although I have one question about the montage. Yes. He does all the chores in the house as himself, as Martin Lawrence. Yeah, so he, like, takes off the Big Mama suit and then, like, cleans the house and makes breakfast and then puts it back on. What if someone wakes up in the middle of the night? There's five people and a dog in this house. He's up for, like, seven hours doing dishes and laundry and cleaning and cooking what if somebody had to, like, get a drink of water or come down and be like, why are you doing dishes and laundry at 3 why in the morning? Why is there, like, a black man <laughs> in our kitchen, in our mansion in Orange County? I think that would have been a different movie. Yeah. Th- there was a couple scenes where he's wandering around the house not in the Big Mama outfit. And I'm like, this seems needlessly careless. Yeah. Especially if Big Mama is his cover. He needs to stay undercover. Yeah. I mean, so we did all, we talked about what a great FBI agent he is because, you know, he does have a lot of these deduction skills. There's a scene when he goes into, he infiltrates the software company. He goes into Fuller's office. He notices there's a remote control on the desk. Yes. But no TV. So he deduces that there's a secret room. But there's a couple instances where he's not such a good agent. That's one of them. <laughs> the other one would be he's on the beach with the kids and he's staking out the surfer dude hacker. Yeah. They spot the hacker walking down the boardwalk or whatever. And so Big he- Mama in full Big Mama outfit starts running towards him. Yelling FBI. He just starts yelling out FBI freeze. But she's like a mile away or he's a mile away. In disguise still. Why did he have to do that? Um... One of the things that I thought wasn't so great is on his list of chores, he was supposed to vacuum the living room, (laughs) and he's trying to get all these shortcuts, like give the dog a bath, he sprays it with perfume, do the laundry, he throws it in the trash. Vacuum the living room, he sees the gardener with a leaf blower, so he just brings it in the house, 
and starts blowing around <laughs> stacks of newspapers. I don't know where they came from. I had the same thought. Was, why is it nothing but newspaper in this house? Yeah, and how does that vacuum the rug? I don't know. But he is he is a good cop. And then wait, just he, when he just yelled FBI at that guy. But he does eventually... Oh, wait, and then I have another question. Huh. So he chases the guy down on a Segway. He catches up with them at the very end of a pier, and then the guy jumps off the pier and lands on a boat. Is he Did dead? Did he die? Uh, good question. We never see him again. And he looked dead. <laughs> well, yeah, he. you thought he was going to land on the boat and get away, but he kind of just like flops into the boat. Might have broke his neck. It's weird because he's kind of like when Andrew jumps off of the furniture. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of that. But he looked dead. Yeah, so I'm. I don't. That chase scene was weird. That guy might have died. That was kind of like the chase scene with Charnier. Yeah, this movie <laughs> just had everything. Yeah, at the end of French Connection too. I agree. Uh, but here are the ways that he's a good nanny. So he starts making everybody's life better. Yes. So with the dog Pancho, he fills his water dish with tequila. <laughs> Pancho, I don't know if that was the best solution. It was not, but it was interesting. Pancho gets drunk, but just starts wagging his tail. And he forgets all his problems. Exactly. Sometimes you need to drink away seeing your <laughs> loved one chipped to death. He tries to get Andrew to talk, which we can talk about in a second. Oh, that's right. He tries to teach Carrie's dance troupe how to dance because they're all hopeless Even little the instructor, girls. Yeah, and it, it seems to be implied that they can't dance because they're white and the instructor's white. Yeah. And they don't know how to move their butt. So there's a big thing with... Be one with your butt. Yeah. Big Mama teaches them to be one with the butt. That all dancing starts with the butt. But Big Mama gives them like two five-minute lessons and later on they compete. <laughs> and they're incredible. Yeah. In like a bring it on style <laughs> cheer competition. Big Mama even gets involved and does backflips across the floor, which I enjoy. You enjoyed that. I yeah. laughed. But, so Big Mama's, like, making everybody's life better. She and gives then Molly... Molly I, I like that because it felt like, basically, he was giving advice for her to deal with maybe people like him. Like, I think he's yeah. the player because he yes. says, like, the players change, but the game remains the same. So I think he's basically telling her, like, this is all the stuff I did when I was a teenage boy, you know, trying to get some... He's playing you. Yeah. And then, also, I really liked that he says to her, I'm going to write down my phone number. Big Mama's got your back. If you ever need me anytime, call me. Call me. So then when that happens, you do know, all right, it's going to obviously happen at an important moment in the investigation, but he's going to do it. So I like that when she does call him, even though it's right about, they're about to like... Bust this guy. Bust the guy. He's like, I got to go. And even the mom comes around. The mom is like, I need to be involved with my kid's life more. She's there for the dance competition. And she rehires Big Mama. Mm Mm-hmm. And decides to take her to a spa day. Oh, I love the spa scene. For a lot of reasons. The spa scene was something else. The first thing I gotta say, how good is this bodysuit that... I I always thought there was gonna be tension, like everybody was gonna know it was a man in a bodysuit. No. She was walking around in nothing but a towel and nobody questions that it's... A real woman. I know. And then you get all the gags of like Martin Lawrence is in the woman's locker room, but there's a Victoria's Secret model convention. (laughs) And they all need help taking their bras off. (laughs) But then Big Mama goes and gets a hot stone massage. And 
Yeah, the stones sink through like the latex bodysuit. Start melting the suit. I was nervous that the jig was going to be up. A little bit, but then she just does like a cannonball into this mud bath and sprays mud all over all the women. I know. Everything works out. He takes them all out to the bingo night, like you said. It's a whole family night. But I also want to talk about not just the nannying, but there are a few scenes that are just my favorite. Oh, okay. That are just my favorite. Let me know. Big Mama takes the kids to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> the first reveal of Big Mama on the beach, I laughed out loud. With the Bo Derek braids. Yeah, there's a surfboard. It falls to the ground. Big Mama is Bo Derek running down the beach in this gold bathing suit. It was so funny. It yeah. was so well done. <laughs> I don't know that I'd normally laugh at that kind of thing, but I don't know. It got me. It got me so good. I like that. I like also, that. the the FBI assigns Martin Lawrence a partner. The partner's in like an FBI van. Mm-hmm. Um, they pick up a hacker of their own who turns out to be like a nine-year-old boy. Yeah. That was another thing we kind of predicted. Yeah. But like everything we predicted... It didn't ruin it for me. No. It was like, what's this going to be, a little kid? Yeah, it is, but it's still funny. So now we get Big Mama is trying to catch the hacker Bishop. Yeah. In the FBI van, we get his partner and, and a little Stuart, kid. And a little Stuart. Kid. But like typical FBI vans, when they're on the beach, it's like bait and tackle. When they're back in the neighborhood. It's cable they're, guy or Yeah. Then they're a pet grooming van because the FBI van undercover, famous for being different things. Yeah. People start knocking on the pet grooming van <laughs> and bringing their dogs. And what I loved was this gag. Every scene that would cut between Big Mama doing something and then checking in with the partners in the van, there'd be another dog in the van. <laughs> it was up to like five dogs at one point. I really want to know what happened to those dogs. Did they have to groom them? I don't know. But like, that was a great sight gag of the multiplying dogs. That was good. I want to know about that hacker. So basically, he's trying to get personal information from Fuller relayed through Big Mama. And then he's just trying all the different passwords. And then it ends up being the Sooners because his dad went to the University of Oklahoma and it's the Sooners. But all Stuart is doing is just trying different passwords. He doesn't seem like a great hacker. That's not hacking. No, Big Mama finds out the password, says type it in. He typed it in. Then he gets in, and then it says there's a firewall, and he just gives up. He's like, oh, there's a firewall. But isn't that what they needed you for? Isn't that the hacking part? Yeah. To get past the firewall? I don't understand. I don't understand how he's such a great hacker. All he did is enter passwords. So not not a great hacker. No. Yeah, do you have any scenes that were your favorite? I didn't necessarily like scenes. I liked a lot of the lines or I don't know lines but like a lot of the words especially like Big Mama stuff like there's a part where she's using Andrew to get through the office and she's saying he's got like a dirty diaper and she's like "Mm, I shouldn't have been feeding him so many pickled pig feet and just stuff (laughs) like that like I just liked that he's using this like old lady persona yeah this old lady lingo like when he says she's butterball ass naked instead of butt ass naked I just I don't know 
Big literally. Mama has her own. She is a character. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But I also like in that spa scene, they're asking her, like, what's your advice, like, for marriage? Like, you were married for a long time. What's your advice? And he's just like, give it up all the time, morning, noon, and night. And twice on Saturday. Twice on Saturday. He's like, one time I give it up to my man at a Popeye's. I had him drooling on the biscuits. <laughs> and you know Popeye's is one of our longtime sponsors of this podcast. Mm, drooling on those biscuits. <laughs> You need it because they're dry. But after all of Big Mama's hard work she puts in with this family, she just leaves a note. All right. That's one of my hugest questions about the whole movie. Do those kids ever find out that Big Mama was a man? Because in the course of this movie, only the dad finds out that it's really a man. It's really FBI agent. The kids all think that Big Mama is real. I think it's almost like a Mary Poppins thing where she comes in on the wind, but like... But Mary Poppins was a real woman. She wasn't an FBI agent. Sure. I <laughs> Or like Santa of. Claus. But Santa Claus is not at all real. This is a real man <laughs> in a latex bodysuit who changed all of their lives. He was there for a week and touched them and changed them oh. forever. Okay, wait. I want to add to your question just a little bit. Was he there for a week? <laughs> well, I he, don't know how long he was there. How long was he there? He told his wife he's going to a conference. For how? two weeks. He got two weeks off from work. But he didn't say the conference was two weeks. I he guess said, not. I'm going to a conference. Is that a weekend conference? Is that a week-long conference? I need to know. The time frame seemed to be real short. He was... The whole thing took place over <laughs> four days? Maybe. In four days. <laughs> he taught a whole troop of girls how to dance in expert choreography. He, like taught a child to talk to say words like stakeout and surveillance and FBI. <laughs> he taught a girl to navigate the ways of love and to learn about boys. And he taught a, a mom how to be a better mom, a dad to be a better dad. A dog to be an alcoholic. Do they ever find out that that was an FBI agent who's a man? I don't think so. I think you got to keep the mystery of Big Mama alive. So that means Fuller is taking this secret like to his grave. Let's say at 30 years old, Andrew's like, no, maybe Andrew might not remember. All right, let's say at 30 years old, Carrie's like, man, remember when I won that dance competition and thanks I learned? Thanks to Big Mama. Thanks to Big Mama. Like, what do you think she's up to? Can we try to find Big Mama? And like, the dad knows, like, that's a man named Malcolm Turner. We could find him, but that would ruin uh, your life? I don't I know. I don't know. What, well, here, let's think about this. What would you do? If you were Turner. Or Fuller. Fuller, I mean. If I was Fuller, I would tell the kids. Because... We would! Alright, like, when I was a kid, I had a babysitter who, like, meant a lot to me. She, like, raised me, basically, from when I was a little kid. And then then I lost touch with her. I don't know where she is. If my parents came to me right now and were like, your German babysitter was actually an undercover FBI agent man, you could talk to him. I would want to know. You would? Yes, absolutely. That's weird. Because the message doesn't change. No, but then everything, I would call into question your whole sense of reality. I don't know. Maybe, but like, I don't know. I really thought that Big Mama's message was beautiful. At the end, she writes that note. She says, loving people is hard work. Right. Everybody has a messy life because you bring all these people together in a family. I, I was touched. So it wouldn't ruin it for me if I found out that that came from a man who was an FBI agent, because the message is still right. 
Yikes. Or would it? Or do you think they're accepting this because it comes from an old lady? Yeah. It's like that Seinfeld episode where George's mom thinks she's getting advice from a Chinese woman. Yeah. But it's a white woman with a Chinese last name. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So maybe it would bother them if they found out, oh, that was from a dude yeah, who didn't even have kids or wasn't FBI even married agent. that long. Yeah. I think you're thinking too much about this. I think you got to take Big Mama at face value. I'm going to be thinking about Big Mama's house, too, for a long time. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Did you catch Big Mama's real name? Yeah. Was it Hattie May? Hattie McPierce. Well, the, that goes into my predictions because there's one scene where somebody recognizes her. Yes. So That was weird. Okay, should we get into predictions? Else? Yeah, I think that's all my questions. All right. Big Mama's house. What do you think is going on in this movie? I think we have good clues. I think so for sure. So I think, let's get this off the bat. I think Big Mama is a real person, and I think it's Nia Long's mom. I think it was hinted that Big Mama is Nia Long's mom. I don't know why that just creeped me out (laughs) so hard. Because I think there's a part where Nia Long is like, you brought my Big Mama into this, or you brought my mama into this. I think it's maybe Neil Long's mom or grandmother. Okay. And I think he saw her and based this character on that woman. Why? I'm not 100% sure. Well, I really think that part of it is he goes undercover and the first one is Big Mama. That's his undercover persona. Yeah, 100%. But I think it was hinted at that Neil Long didn't know. Because when she found the box and she found the big-ass drawers, she would have been like, oh, this is his Big Mama costume. I think she had no idea what happened in the first movie. Oh, my God. So do you think he goes undercover to get close to Neil Long <gasps> as a grandmother? Her own what? Grandmother? grandmother? And then falls in love with her, and then there's weird sexual whoa, tension. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yep. So you think... He falls in love with her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying he didn't base this character on Big Mama... He is Big Mama. And she's like, why'd you bring my Big Mama into this? Because she thinks that that woman is a real woman, but it's him. Which would make sense that he couldn't tell her about it. What? (laughs) You just exploded my whole head. That would be a mind fucking half. And then then I could see a lot of comedy stemming from an old lady. Who wants to get in this young girl's pants. Right. And then being wise with her, maybe going to the beauty shop with her, giving her relationship advice, how to please a man. Oh, and then at the same time, he arranges it so he could meet her as himself in person. And then there's the dueling, she knows me as two different people. Maybe there's even a scene like Mrs. Doubtfire where he's running back and forth, changing in the bathroom at the same place. Or they have like some weird moment where they almost kiss as he's in the big mama costume. Oh my god, okay. That throws all my predictions way out of whack. <laughs> uh, I like that. All right. Okay. I don't know if that's what happens, but I like it. I think there's going to be more with Trent. So Neil Long obviously so has this son, Trent. He's got to get into Trent's life somehow. Yes, I think so. But yeah, I guess my just question is like, are they already together? And I think he's trying to get her. I think the whole goal of the first one is he's trying to get the girl. Okay. Now, why is he undercover? Is there a crime? Yes. There has to be, There has to be. But what what would it it be? It would have to be, what would the FBI get involved in? What I am thinking is... And I think he's a playboy. Yes, okay. He's got his Porsche. He's a playboy. He's a hotshot FBI agent. For sure. And then he kind of settles down for her. All right, here's my initial guess. They have to stake out a house, and he... 
is posing as a neighbor across the street from a house that they're staking out. Oh. And then falls in love with Neil Long? Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I'm going to piggyback on your prediction that blew my mind so much. (laughs) There is a criminal family living in a house. Across the street is a family. Neil Long is the daughter. Yes. She's maybe like early 20s, but still lives at home, maybe. Or maybe she's moved back because she has a son. Yeah. Young son, single mom. Lives in this house. They're like, how can we get in? He decides to show up as like a long lost relative of hers. Okay. Called Big Mama. Okay. I could see the long lost relative angle. I would say maybe even the criminal is like her cousin or something like that. Mm, See, I don't think he takes down somebody in her family. No? I don't think her family is the criminal because then I feel like it would be more likely that she would find out what was going on and what was happening. Okay, fair, fair, fair. But I don't know, but I really don't think that she ever knows that he is Big Mama because she would not have thought he was cheating on her. But then that plays into your whole point about what is this marriage based on? If this is all a, based on lies. If this is a web of lies, but they have such a good relationship. <laughs> or do they? Do you think then, you asked if the kids ever find out about Big Mama, do you think Neil Long ever finds out about Big Mama? Exactly. It's like the same question. Well, now she does in this one. I think in this one she finds out that he was Big Mama. But then... Or does she? I don't know. I don't know. I think if she did, it would shatter her world. Yeah. Now I'm a little confused, too. I know. Okay. What's the crime that he's trying to bust up? This one was like hacking. It was a worm. I think this one is like an organized criminal empire. I was going to say like a drug kingpin or something. In a neighborhood. Like a local thing. Yes. I was even thinking maybe like a mafia type thing. Okay. But I guess it could just be... Not necessarily like the mafia. Not necessarily the mafia, but a drug organization, a criminal organization. And the guy maybe poses as a family man, but really we know he is a bad guy. So we are predicting Neil Long's in the first one. Absolutely, Neil Long is in the first one. Trent is in the first one one younger. And I think, ooh, maybe Trent has a bigger storyline. Maybe they're selling drugs at his school. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like Trent's going to have a bigger role. I do, too, because in this one, they introduced him early on, and then he fades. Yeah. So I think he did have a bigger part in the first one. Maybe there's a lot of him, you know, Martin Lawrence trying to connect with him, trying to be a good stepdad, stuff like that. I I think that the dad from Wonder Years is also in it. Okay, I agree. As the head of the FBI. I think we see the partner. Okay, yeah. And I think we are going to see that old woman who recognized Big Mama. I think Big Mama's maybe going to go to the bingo hall or the old folks' home and be hitting on, or some old man is going to hit on her. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, because I was thinking... If Big Mom is based on a real person, that this woman had beef with a real person. But maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there's some interaction with, like, an old man who, like, falls in love with her. And now we're seeing that old man's Play now, yeah. Maybe. But you know what? Because I feel it like a love triangle. Like, Martin Lawrence is in love with Neil Long, but then he's dressed up as Big Mama, and then some old man's trying to fall in love with him, and he's like, get away from me! I'm trying to holler at this young girl! Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if... Big Mama is based on a real person, then where's the real Big Mama? Right, that'd be creepy. That's why you gave me chills. Uh, I can't decide. I think it I don't might think be real... based on Neil Long's real grandma. So, like, she dies and then he assumes the <laughs> role? I don't like that at all. I don't think it's that creepy. I think it's more for the job. I think this character comes from the job. Okay. Do you think that there will be, like, a, like a 
creation of the Big Mama suit scene. Ooh, kind of like in... Mrs. Doubtfire, where they put together the outfit. (sighs) What were you thinking of? What's that one flubber? (laughs) <laughs> with Eddie Murphy? Is that the one? Are you talking about the Nutty Professor? Yes! The Nutty Professor. But they're all just fit in fat suits, right? Yeah, and then he gets skinny. No, okay. this would be... They'd have to create this amazing... There's like a funny scene where they take off the fat suit and then uh, that one FBI agent that becomes his partner is like playing with the titties. Yeah. And he's like, this is great. What is this made out of? Yeah. I and think... then I think he says buckwheat husk. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I think that it's going to be, yeah, if it's part of his job, part of the FBI, for sure. So there's going to be a whole like creation of it thing. Yeah. I think we will see that. Oh, uh, but then here's my question. Does the FBI create it for Martin Lawrence, or does Martin Lawrence create this on his own since we know he's oh, kind of a he's rogue going agent? Rogue again. I feel like he's this Playboy guy. I feel like, okay, you know how in this one he really learned a lot and like grew. grew as a character and got set up to become a father? I bet in the beginning of this one, like you said, he's a hotshot, he's a Playboy, he drives a Porsche. I think that he is going to be resistant to the idea of dressing up as an old woman. He's not going to want to do it. And Big Mama's going to teach him something. And then as he, you know, gets into the character, he's going to learn how to become a better man. Yes, because he's going to have to not rely on his looks and charm and money. Yeah. But he's going to have to listen to a woman for who she is. And he's going to get the opportunity to fall in love with Nia Long instead of just be a playboy. Yes. And I bet we're going to get... I think that's going to be part of the growth. We're going to get one or two scenes of him as Big Mama, kind of like... The like, scene where he's in the locker room. Oh, I think definitely we're going to get gonna him be like checking out ladies. On the beach or something. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. But I think that's going to be his character arc. His learning to settle down, not be a playboy. And he's going to become the kind of man that Nia Long could settle down with. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's what Big Mama's going to offer to him. Yes, for sure. What else do we need to predict here? I think just the big question is, where does Big Mama come from? Now I'm so eager to find out. I think it's purely made for the job. Martin Lawrence is going to come up with it on his own. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's based on a real character. And it's Nia Long's like, grandma or mom. that's so creepy. All right, I that's like what the, I'm going with. I like the idea that he's trying to infiltrate as like a family friend. He's undercover yet again. Yeah, he's definitely undercover. But I can't think of anything else other than he's a neighbor. Do you have any ideas for like, what is his role as Big Mama? Is it Nanny again? Ooh. I don't think so because he's so bad at being a nanny. This seems new to him. I think there's just going to be like an opportunity. Like it's Thanksgiving or something and or a family reunion. Oh. And he shows, and he shows up, up and then he just and gets in there. in there. Okay. Okay. I like that. I'm going to ask what kind of old lady gags we're going to find, but I think they're going to be a lot of similar ones. I think so. A lot of similar ones with like, His I don't know, floppy boobs. boobs. Yeah. Putting on nylons or something. Yeah. But I, I'm actually looking forward to this. This was fun. <laughs> I'm really surprised that we enjoyed this movie. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch Big Mama's House. I think that about sums it up. Sums it up. We'll see you next time. As always, this is Patrick. And Ellie. This has been Reverse Sequels. Bye. It won't be server. It won't be server. Reverse Sequels.